0: Hey guys, welcome back to Vertical Momentum. I am your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, do you love coffee? Do you love whiskey? Do you love vodka? How many times have you ever w- walked into a liquor store and found something, a bottle, that is actually going to help veterans? Never. I've never seen it. You never will until today. We have something that we're going to be talking about. My brother, Eric, is actually launching a brand new liquor company, uh, coffee company that's going to be available in Kroger's. And if you from like I I used to live down in South Carolina, we shopped every week in Kroger's. So they're going to be available in Kroger's. And for every bottle and every coffee you buy, you're saving veterans lives. So make sure you you uh, stay here till the end. I'm sure we're going to be talking about something, maybe a special offer for you or something. Eric, my brother, what's going on?
1: Just just excited to be here and excited to uh, share our mission um, of, you know, saving veteran lives. So I'm super excited about this.
0: I love it. Um, now, the way we became acquainted, because I've been in the Vetrapreneur tribe almost since day one, even when Andrew owned it. So way back. Um, and we're also in the Warrior Council together. So, guys, if you're a veteran and you're a business owner, you need to be in the Warrior Council. Just saying. Um So but again, we talked earlier, you're not a veteran, but your dad served this country. And guys, if you look behind him, that's his father's flag. How cool is that? So I just want to say thank you, first of all, Eric, for your dad's service. And thank you for the heart of service that you have to helping veterans.
1: Yeah, I'd love to just very shortly just talk a little about his service. So um, my father... Started in the Army during uh, Vietnam and then transferred to Air Force. And he was a uh, psychologist in the Air Force. And so he spent his career helping uh, other veterans who are suffering from mental health issues, um, things like that. And so part of the passion we're going to talk about, about saving lives, comes from actually um, watching my dad through his career and the veterans and lives that he was able to impact. And this, you know, this is one way that I'm continuing his legacy. Um, and so I, I'm just honored that uh, that I can, you know, continue to give back the way he did all through his military career.
0: All right. So let's hop in. Let's hop in the way back machine. Um, tell us a little bit about where you come from, where you grew up and how you became the man you are today.
1: So if we jump back in a time machine, um, I was born on Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. Um, you know, we moved around quite a bit with my dad being in the military every few years, we were up and moving again. Um, And I, one thing thing about me, um, which we may or may not touch on, um, but I'm releasing a book um, very shortly, but that book kind of tells the story. So um, at five years old, um, I was diagnosed with leukemia immediately. They transferred us um, to Bethesda Naval Hospital. Most people know it now as Walter Reed. Um, and I have battled multiple life-saving issues, uh, actually through my life and through me understanding like physical and mental pain through a lot of the things I've gone through, it helped me adapt and understand what veterans were going through. Um, and not to the same extent, like I didn't serve in battle. I didn't see things other people served. And people have PTSD from military that even didn't see a day in battle. Like there's a lot of things that have happened.
0: Um, Now that that, brings me to my first question. What is Eric's definition of resilience?
1: My definition of resiliency um, is a couple of things. It's one. um, Well, I there's mine is like what makes up resiliency, if that's okay for me to find it. the first one, and and hopefully no one's offended, but um, it's the belief in our Lord and Jesus Christ that uh, he, like he, does not put any challenges in our in, in our lives that we can't overcome if we use him as an avenue. Now, um, if we if we try to do things on our own, don't ask for help with others around us, or also from our Lord and Savior. Like there can be some challenges, but if you're so. That's the first piece. Second piece is grit, like to get through any challenge or to make a a movement in your business, in your life, in your relationships with others. Like it takes that grit to just keep moving forward, driving. Um, I think that's a big part of resiliency. And then from there, it would be um, taking just taking time for self-healing. It doesn't matter who you are in life we all have those ups and downs in our roller coaster of life and if we don't take time to focus on ourselves both um, you know both uh, psychologically as well as personal development growth like if you combine those three together you know reli- your religion your grit and focusing on this healing and growing yourself i think that's really a definition of my mind of true resiliency
0: Okay, like you said, you've been through plenty of stuff, but you also have a a unique perspective because a lot of people that I've had on the show, they've worn a uniform, but you have a different perspective because you've seen your dad putting on that uniform, you know, and you've seen them because a lot of people know that, like I was talking to somebody on the show on Monday that a lot of people that the most people that deal with depression, uh, anxiety, PTSD are first responders, mm-hmm. uh, doctors, nurses, psychologists. So I'm sure that a lot of times you've seen things behind the veil where, you know, even though your father's strong and he's a psychologist, I'm sure that he struggled sometimes because <clears throat> sometimes he's listening to all these people and taking all this stuff upon him. So I'm sure that sometimes even in times he didn't know you were you were watching, but you were really watching, right?
1: Absolutely. And there's, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the vast majority of psychi- psychologists actually themselves actually see psychologists as well yeah. um, that help them with with their self to keep them in that mental state. Because yeah, you internalize things coming from you for that are really traumatic, so that you can focus on helping somebody else. But that stuff is still you know, goes to their minds.
0: Now, you said your father was a, ve- a veteran of the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, all the way up until Vietnam, Korea, all the other crap that we've been through. Um, How many years did he put in? And is he not with us anymore?
1: Uh, I don't know. I could give you the honest answer of my years. Totally, sir. I don't know on the top of my head. Okay. Uh, he is not with us. He passed in... August of 2019. Um, that was probably one of the absolute hardest, hardest times I've been through. Uh, I was super close to my dad, and that was a lot of people have, have lost, lost parents or lost children. And uh, I feel for all of them. Like it was a really, really hard thing for me.
0: Now, w- when you lost them, um, was that when you started saying, you know, I want to do something to honor his legacy or did you already started doing stuff beforehand?
1: i had already started. So I launched a uh, nonprofit called the veterans connection. Um, still, still run it today in 2012. And that was created um, because I was uh, managing multiple retail locations for, uh, for AT&T wireless. And I had some good friends who came back from Iraq and Afghanistan with really, really bad PTSD issues. And their career was falling apart. Marriage is falling apart. um, And they were not getting the help that they needed. Um, And at that point in 2012, I made a decision to walk away from corporate America. And I started a nonprofit because um, I felt like there needed to be a lot more to be done to help these veterans. All
0: right. So let's talk about nonprofits. And by the way, I want to give a big shout out to Travis Johnson. Uh, Without Travis Johnson, this show would not be here. Without his book on on podcasting, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And he's got an amazing podcast, guys. If you ever check out, it's called The Nonprofit uh, Architect. So definitely check out Travis Johnson. So I want to give a big shout out to Travis. But, you know, I hear I've interviewed a lot of people that have nonprofits and it seems like it's like pulling teeth, trying to get people to help on a monthly, monthly basis. So talk to us about just jumping head on into the nonprofit space. Were you shocked at the way things are?
1: Uh, I I, I don't know if I was shocked, but if you think back to that timing around 2012, um, our economy was actually trying to rebound from taking a massive dip. And so um, I I probably picked the wrong time to start a nonprofit because people were conserving their cash, like nonprofits as a whole had, were taking hits. And it was the same time I'm up there trying to start a nonprofit. So I think I have a different perspective of I started in a down economy when probably if I had jumped into a big like a, a good thriving economy I, and donations aren't flowing in, I probably would have been like more surprised but I think I had a little different perspective because I knew the times we were in. Um, And it's actually interesting. So I started, I found this Spirits and and, uh, Coffee brand with two um, of my other founders. And the three of us together have worked for um, two of the largest online marketing companies for years. And I actually got into online marketing because of the down economy and trying to raise money for the nonprofit, I figured if I can learn how to online market, I can drive donations more into the into the nonprofit to overcome that. Um, and so I don't know if I'd say I was surprised, but it is, it is tough. Like there's been many years where me and a small group of people have self-funded it. And then other years the donations have have, have been great. And so it's definitely a roller coaster. Um, but it's worth it when you're when you're making an impact on somebody's life. Um, and one thing that's unique about the nonprofit is everybody involved with it brings income in from other sources. So to this day, for over 10 years, 100 um, percent of the proceeds have gone help veterans. Nobody's taken any, a salary or we don't have a physical building like we've gone out of our way to ensure Like we always had a goal that we'd never spend more than 10%. But up to this time, we have been 100% have gone into veterans helping. So,
0: all right. So now saying all that, because that's what I wanted to get into, um, you know, how are you or how did you put a roof over your head, pay for car insurance? How did you survive to be able to have a nonprofit? What were you doing daytime?
1: So uh, as I mentioned, uh, I spent, I jumped into the first three years. I just did the nonprofit full time and I had money from savings that I was, I was living on. After that point, I, I needed to start bringing something in. That's how I went into, that's when I went into digital marketing. Um, and so uh, two of the largest companies, um, one of them is called AdRoll which is the world's largest retargeting company. So all those stupid ads that follow you everywhere you go on the internet after you've looked at something. Um, And then after that, I moved my career over to Pinterest, which not everybody thinks of Pinterest as an advertising platform, but over 80% of the pins on Pinterest are actually ads, even though they they hide them better than like Facebook or Instagram. Um, But they're still just ads. And so um, that's I manage sales teams for both of those companies. Um, so I've been in leadership, you know, most most of my adult life, um, you know, running sales teams. And uh, so that's kind of how I paid for it. And then I took that money and funded into the nonprofit.
0: And by the way, guys, if you're on Pinterest, make sure you check out Vertical Momentum. We got about seven point two thousand views a month. So just check us out on Pinterest. Uh, we're, we try to be everywhere because like, like my friend Gary Vaynerchuk talks about. If you're not, if you're not everywhere, you're nowhere. So definitely check us out at Pinterest.
1: Well, and something you and I spoke on um, earlier uh, prior to this is we were talking about how YouTube is the evergreen um, for anybody who who's looking at doing something on like Pinterest. That's one of the other platforms that things are evergreen, like Facebook, um, Instagram, things like that. You once your ad's shown, it's done. Pinterest. Six years from now, someone can find a a pin created, and that content is Evergreen because people are saving it to their boards. Nobody saves ads any other platform, but on Pinterest, people are saving their ads to their boards.
0: I love it. Okay, so before we get started, because I want to talk about um, digital marketing, Evergreen, I want to talk about all that. Um, But first, I want to thank our sponsors. As you guys know, I love my coffee, but I... Wanted coffee that would give me a a kick. So I got to put my head together with Jose and we put a coffee together. That's it's called vertical momentum coffee, twice the amount of caffeine, amazing taste. But the best part is I make $0 off every bag I sell. Everything goes to help Brian at project diehard 22. So guys, if you love coffee, if you love a mission of saving lives, helping veterans with their homelessness definitely get pick up a put coffee and i'll actually get get some information to you also ginger and david if you guys don't know them they make all my swag so we came out with brand new t-shirts and hats t-shirt says today i decided because those are the three most important words in the english language and on the back says this t-shirt saves lives ask me how and um 100 of the proceeds go to help brian at Project Die Hard 22. So if you guys love cool swag, check it out. Um, also, StreamYard. If you guys love StreamYard, if you love the interviews that I do and you wanna have your own show, check out StreamYard. I'm gonna leave it the link below. They're gonna give you a free coupon so maybe you can get started. So other than that, housekeeping's done. So I love uh, digital marketing. Um, I've only been in it, I think not even a year. I took in some in-depth courses with some, from the guys from the OVF, Operation Veteran Freedom. And now I'm taking another course. Um, so talk to us because, like you said, you know, one thing is trying to get money from a nonprofit. But another is getting ads that can run 24 hours a day, seven days a week in every country in the world. And a lot of it is not really that expensive when you consider buying a billboard or, you know, so talk to us about um, the new age of digital marketing and what you've seen since you've been in in the space for the last 10 or 12 years.
1: Yeah, I would love to. But before before I do that, I want to reinforce if you're not familiar with Project Die Hard, it really is an amazing thing that Brian's putting together. Um, and the nonprofit, uh, the Veterans Connection, when the facility is all built, he's got the land, he just mm-hmm. needs space finance to build the facility. When the facility is built, um, one of the offices will actually um, be tied into the nonprofit that run the Veterans Connection um, so that we can continue to make impact even with the veterans that are staying there um, at the facility. So um, definitely I would encourage you to take a look at what Project Die Hard is doing take a look at the veterans connection as well. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm all about supporting. Um, One thing that's different about me than other nonprofit owners is um, so our nonprofit's built on four pillars and we'll probably touch on it after this at at a later point in this interview. Um, But one, but for us to take on the four pillars that we'll talk about, it takes partnerships with both for-profit and other nonprofits. So I'm not out there, with the mindset of a lot of nonprofits where we're all just competing for the same nonprofit dollars. My mindset is if we join together, we can make more impact. And so I have no problem telling people, go check out what Project iHeart's is doing, go check out, like, together, we can make much bigger impact.
0: Well, and also that, you know, I, I 100% agree because there's a lot of podcasters that don't want to have other podcasters on their show, which I totally don't understand. Because there's how many billions of people in this world? And maybe there's somebody that Eric can touch that I can't touch or somebody that I can touch that you can't touch. So it's all about collaboration. And like my friend Robert Garcia, the warrior strategist, always said, you know, a rising tide will lift all ships. So why not everybody just try to band together? And if we could do that, you know, we'll be able to save more lives. So now talk to us about digital, digital marketing.
1: So digital marketing, um, as you mentioned, like it's pro- it you can get it done cheaper than what you actually realize. Like a lot of people, are like, oh, I don't have money to get started. Like you can actually start, like for example, on Facebook, you can start for a couple of bucks a day. Like yeah. you don't have to start massive. Um, what a lot of people don't know that I'll share is all of those major platforms. Um, like if you're like if you're just getting started and you're a smaller company, or if you're a big, bigger company, it doesn't matter. But um, a lot of smaller people think they don't have this as a resource. Every one of those major platforms, if you're going direct with Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, TikTok, YouTube, all of them have um, like S- SMB teams that are internal to those companies that they'll help you for free. Like you're not going to get charged. Like they're not marking it up to to pay the person's salary. You're not having to pay extra to get that person's help. All of those companies have experts that if you contact the company directly, that they'll help you for free. So that's the first thing I'd say. Like you don't have to feel like you have to go pay this big marketing agency. All of those companies direct will have a resource. Even AdRoll that resells space on all those platforms. Same way. You can get help for free. Um, They'll take care of you. So that's one. Two, you can get started with a pretty low budget, which I encourage people. Like when you're doing a test budget, don't start with this massive test budget, start smaller and then don't make any changes to your like what you're doing for a minimum of a minimum of a week. But I'd say at least two weeks because it takes time for the system to optimize. And so if you keep making changes, the system is not going to optimize. And so you're going to keep making re- things thinking you're going to make it better. But then the system's not learning. So you're actually going to get worse results. So get let it take some time to optimize and then you can go in and start tweaking to continue to get a better ROI on your dollars. Yeah, um, but
0: like my friend, I got a friend. His name is Dennis. Yu Why you? And he teaches a dollar a day on Facebook how you can reach hundreds of thousands, of not millions of people, just by using a dollar a day, making thirty-second, 60 second videos, how mm-hmm. it can reach so many people for not even 30 bucks a month. You know, you, I can't go to Burger King with my kids for $30. Yeah. So if you say, people say, you know, I need a marketing budget, 30 bucks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, And if you have already, if you have a customer list, you have like on Facebook, if you have a Facebook group with a bunch of people, all those kind of things, you can do what's called lookalike campaigns where it's taking the demographic of your actual customer bases or people who are interacting on your content and finding like people. And that, that often gets super great results um, versus just blasting ads everywhere. So if you have customer base to work from, utilize that. Like don't think you can't import an email list and things like that into these online marketing companies, you can, and definitely utilize that.
0: Okay, so now I want you to talk about um, the four pillars. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um,
0: four pillars, four phases, depends
1: what day you talk to me of how it gets worded. But the first pillar is connection. Um, So when someone serves in the military and then they have a really strong brother and sisterhood bonds within the military, then they transition out of the military, and they lose that bond. Um, And then on top of that, not every veteran does this, but some veterans who are dealing with things like PTSD, depression, anxiety, things like that, on top of not having that close brotherhood and sisterhood bond they had, they also will self-isolate because they feel like other people around them don't understand what they're going through. And that's true. If someone has not served, like myself, I didn't serve, I can never truly understand what a military person's gone through and the things they've seen and things they've done. So it's true that they feel like people can't understand where they're coming from, but it's not true that they need to self-isolate. Like that's when they need connection even more. So the first phase slash pillar is connection. Um, and we have a couple of different programs within that. The second pillar, um, is called empower. So then you're looking at your basic needs your housing, your childcare, your food, your uh, veteran benefits. So that's, so I'm sure you've talked on a lot of your podcasts about that, but that's something that I think people outside the military don't understand. Like I think a lot of people outside the military think a veteran serves, they come back they have access to all these benefits. Life's great. It's actually super hard to really get access to all the benefits that are due to veterans. Sometimes you have to hire attorneys. It takes years. Like, It's not just because you served, you have access to all this stuff. Like, It's a process. And so that's part of Empower as well. And if you can help people with connection and power, you can get them out of fight or flight mode. If either of those are off, then they're going to still be in fight or flight mode. And you can't help them heal if they're in fight and flight mode. So once we, we, we tackle those two pillars, the fourth pillar is Align. And that's where we bring in natural alternative therapy. So like the VA is great at like therapy and prescription drugs and things like that. But, and they're starting, I wouldn't say they're they're really big on it, but they're starting to open up a little bit about some alternative things, depending on what VA you're working with. It's also very sheltered, you know, not siloed is the right word I wanna say, siloed based on where you are um, and what VAs are willing to open up to. But we work on things like EMDR, tapping, yoga, um, meditation, like different, different alternative things. Um, you know, service dogs. Like I don't think people realize how proven and how effective service dogs are. Um, and we place uh, so far this year, just in the service dog area, we placed four, which doesn't sound like a lot, but the average cost for a service dog is $25,000 and generally for a vet, it's two to three year waiting period on top of that. And the people that we placed, they've had their dog within 30 days of, re- of connecting with us and we validate their service and all that. So like we take away that the $25,000 is nothing to the veterans, 100% covered. They don't have a waiting list. They don't. So um, so connect- the service dog, the reason I bring that up is because it, it's so proven and it also helps with connection then they have to take care of this animal they build love and connection to it so it actually crosses into two different phases instead of just one and then the fourth phase is thrive so how do we take that veteran that's now doing well and enhance their life so that includes things like veterans giving back to other veterans and includes things like teaching them investing working with them through different unique key lock approaches to pay down their mortgage in a whole lot less time than their traditional thirty-year mortgage. Like, how do we really make them thrive in their life? And so, as as you can see, like that's a lot to encompass all four of those pillars. But to really heal somebody, it takes a whole holistic approach. You can't just tackle one piece of their life and expect that things are going to be great. You have to look at the whole holistic. And that's why it requires the organization to have lots of both for-profit and nonprofit partners because one organization can't take that on themselves, because that's a lot when you're looking at all four pillars. And I don't know any other organization that's tried to take on all of it um, outside of us. Everybody has their own niche. Like we're really good here, we're really good at there. Um, We also don't, um, what's the word I wanna say? We don't, I don't know the word I wanna say, but, but basically like if you've served, we're gonna help you. Like we're not saying, oh, only gold star, family or only somebody who was not dishonorably discharged or something like if you served, we'll help you. Um, You know, we're, we're not, we're, we're here to help. And we also expanded at the beginning of COVID um, because we saw um, the suicide numbers increasing in the first responder community. We actually started working with first responders too. So now it's not just veteran that's where it was started, but we also work with first responder community as well. Because our ultimate goal is to save lives, and then the other thing that's unique that we're starting. So we brought we brought on a third party um, researcher who the third party researcher has specialized in the healthcare industry and getting bills through Congress. Um, she's very good at what she does, and when companies come to us with different alternative therapies. Um, what we're working on doing right now, and it's going to take a, it's a couple of year project, but what we're working on is when a therapy comes to us, we'll, we'll test it with veterans and and our third party researcher, um, will validate whether it's working or it's not. And we're going to take all that research. Um, and eventually two or three years down the road, we have lots of research around different therapies. We're going to go to the VA and Congress and try to force them to reallocate funds to areas that are really making an impact. Um, In 2020, there was 10 billion given to the VA for veteran mental health, and they spent 7 billion on the pharmaceutical industry. Um, So that tells you the funds aren't necessarily going where they need to go to actually make an impact, but the only way that'll ever change, if people present actual research that's been done by third parties, it can't be their own research, third parties, and they sit in front of Congress and present that research and really force change so that the VA funds go to the areas that are really truly making an impact that's been validated through research. So that's that's really our goal. It takes a lot. It takes funds. Like that's not a small dollar task, but it's a task that our organization has chosen to take on.
0: Well, now I want to talk about on one, one of our great friends. And I pretty much mention Nick every, every episode of my show, uh, because we talk about how when a, a veteran gets out of the military um, and this is something that Nick says is coming from his mouth uh, that the military doesn't give a shit about you once you're out of the military, once your foot steps off base, your phone stops ringing, you lose your mission, you lose the camaraderie and pretty much you become a lost soul. And um, if you guys love another opera, another uh, company called operation phantom support, definitely check out Nick Valentine. He's got a brand new company out in Killeen, Texas. So if you're in Fort Hood, stop by his uh, axe throwing place.
1: Axe Monkey.
0: Axe Monkey. So he's kicking ass over there. So talk about this conversation you had with Nick that started this whole new thing.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, Richard mentioned two great, great areas um, out there if you're a veteran, which is the Tribe. So if you're a business owner, go join that tribe. And the other one is the Warrior Council, um, which is a paid mastermind. Um, it's growing. Like I'm actually seeing weekly right now, people are joining it. Um, it's, it's a little over 100 right now. So it's still a pretty small group. So encourage people to come join the Warrior Council. Join us. Um, it's on Thursdays. Um, with that, Nick came in um, one day in a in Warrior Council meeting we were in, and he He's like, hey, I don't know if anybody's interested in, in starting a liquor brand. Um, but, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm starting to, to become like a distributor. He's getting a distributorship license in Texas. And he's like, we'd love, you know, I'd love to have any veteran brands that want to start up and get going. And so um, it kind of peached my ears because I'm like, right now I'm trying to think of a social enterprise that I can start to fund a nonprofit. And I've always heard that alcohol is like liquid gold, like, if you're trying to make money and you and you can move product, alcohol is like liquid gold. At the end of the day, like I'm looking for how can I raise the most money for the nonprofit as possible, um, and still balance my time with trying to do the nonprofit, trying to do. Um, and so it really piques my ears. And so um, I reached out to Nick and said, hey, you know, I appreciate you throwing that out there. Can we jump on a call and talk? Um, and so. Nick and I had a long conversation. And from that conversation, um, I felt like it was the right move to, to make. And so I reached out to two partners who um, worked with me in, uh, the, in the digital marketing space, uh, because I felt with the three of our backgrounds, knowing digital marketing as well as we do, we could take anything we sell online and do really, really well, because we're experts on that side. And so um, that's kind of how it was formed and uh, the company is called 22 salute um, to signify the rem- in remembrance of the 22 veteran suicides um, that are taken per day. Um, but I do wanna call out as much as everybody keeps hearing that 22 number, um, since COVID, the average is between 27 and 35 a day, it actually has increased. Um, so don't take that, that 22 number is horrible just in itself, but I want people to realize it's actually a bigger problem than even that 22. And I also want people, and this is this is more aimed towards, and not to offend people, but more aimed towards the military community. In the military community, um, there's this whole thing about doing 22 push-ups a day and to remember the 22 deaths. Um, but if, if you think about my four pillars, the first pillar, number one, is connection. Um, if you're going to save lives, think of 22 people you could reach out to in a day. Um, that's what's going to save lives. A push-up won't save someone's life. It's great just to try to build that awareness, but actually now I'm getting emotional. I'm trying not to get emotional. Um, it, this is a like this is beyond important to me, so I apologize for getting emotional.
0: No, because I have everybody, and, and I put out posts, and I've had some backlash, but I tell people that 22 push-ups a day, that's bullshit. <laughs> How about yeah. sending 22 text messages a day? How about, you know, sending 22 because everybody's got uh, messenger on, on Facebook or how about DMing 22 people say, listen, I just want to let you know that you're loved and appreciated. Yeah, that's it. But so screw doing the pushups. How about doing this? Yep. You, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm, I'm with you 1000 percent.
1: And you and Richard does what he what he says because I have gotten messages from you just out of nowhere, just this random message. And, and it's, it's, it's beyond appreciated. I try to do it as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to claim that I am perfect at it, but I try to at least once a week, reach out to some people, but I I do it busy in life. But
0: a lot of people they are like, you know, they'll, they'll respond and be like, all right, what do you want? I'm like, nothing. I just want to make sure that you know you know that you're loved and appreciated, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm thinking about you. And then they're like, huh, you know, because a lot of people they'll do do something like that, and then like a minute later there'll be a pitch, you know. And you're like, I'm like, bro, I'm just reaching out. You were on my heart today. That's it. I I have nothing else. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. So yeah. I think you know, being open and honest like that, I think a lot of times people get taken aback, but I think they really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, what, what I would say is two things. The first one being, um, and I'll use veteran community because I because I know the numbers off the top of my head. So I'll use veteran community. In 2020, there was 1.6 million calls um, to the veteran uh, suicide line. And they estimated, they haven't actually published it, but they estimated 2021 was going to be 2.3 million people. Um, call, well, not call, people, but calls to the suicide line. Now think, think of how big that number is, and then think about how many people are suffering in silence. Those are people that actually picked up the call phone to call somebody. So people that you think are doing well, that you're not reaching out to, they may be suffering in silence. You think they're doing well, but you don't know what they're actually feeling inside. Um, And there was, there was like 1,700 and something that of veterans that died in battle that year. And there was over 10,000 that committed suicide. Like, If you look at the contrast of where we're losing people, we're not losing people in the military community in battle. We're losing them with the battle they fight after that point. Um, so definitely reach out to people because, and because like I said, they they may be suffering in silence where you think, Oh, I don't need to worry about them, but you probably do.
0: You know, and one thing now I also want to brag. I love bragging on my friends. That's why Um, I love having this platform. I love Jose from third day coffee. Seguin Um, me and him. I've had him on the show a couple of times and obviously he makes all my coffee, but he's a person of faith. uh, Mm -hmm. But he's also, he has a heart for veterans. So talk about your coffee. And I, I mean, you're got 10 different blends. So you're, you're going big time. And like I mentioned, hopefully it's going to be on every Kroger shelf in America. So talk about that.
1: Yeah. So I'll reinforce like Jose, he's an amazing person. He's definitely a man of God. Um, And if you, if you search him on online um, he'll often share a lot of that um, with you publicly. Like um, I've even been in some clubhouse rooms where he's done some, he's done some sermons in the clubhouse room for us. Um, In fact, I remember one time we were there and he was doing one in Clubhouse and all his power went out. He couldn't see to try to read scripture and things like that. So he's like looking everywhere for like candles, flashlights, but he just kept on. Like he didn't let it stop him. Like it's really important to him that he shares the word of God. And I really like that type of stuff connects with me. Um, Because as I mentioned resiliency, like we are where we are because of our Lord and Savior. Like we should be grateful for everything we have. And so I really love that about Jose. And I also love that the coffee, the coffee that that we sell is made by him and the coffee Richard does, but not only like I'll talk about how the coffee helps veterans on my side, but in addition, which I don't talk about in my brand, but I'm gonna talk about now because people need to know like the type of person this is where there's a bunch of money that goes every bag that's sold to go to help the people in Honduras. So he's not just trying to make money off his coffee he himself is giving back and doing good by helping people in honduras so i do want to call that out because jose is an amazing person um what's unique about coffee that he roasts um so he is who um roasts our coffee for our blends is unlike your traditional coffee bean he smokes the coffee with a hickory smoke why it's roasting so it's a unique flavor then you're going to get in any other coffee bean. Um, and so when you're we're sitting on a shelf somewhere in retail and you're looking at different coffee to buy, you're like, oh, I don't know anything about this coffee brand. If you pick up a bag of our coffee when it hits the retail shelves and then a bag next to it, it's not going to be anywhere close to the same flavor. It's a unique flavor that's amazing. Um, and and that is the end. So our 22 Salutes brand. Um, We have two missions. We only work with veteran owned businesses, which Jose is a a, a Navy veteran. Our distillery is actually also owned by a Navy veteran um, that produces our alcohol. And we give back a percentage to the nonprofit. And so, um, and anytime, like this is a new business, so I'm not in that growth mode, but as soon as I can start hiring, it's a veteran first hire mentality. Like, like every fiber in my core is to help veterans in every piece of this the chain to run a business. And so, support Jose. Um, anytime you buy my coffee, anytime you buy Richard's coffee, um, there's some other great brands that that Jose roasts for as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're helping the veteran community. It's a veteran owned business. You're helping people in Honduras. Um, so it's really a multiple give back in that scenario.
0: Okay. Now I love it. Now I wrote book down and I circled it a bunch of times. So talk to us about the book that you're writing or, and, and tell us a little bit about the premise.
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I, I authored the book, so I'm not the only author and I'll be transparent about that, but, um, I'm the, the, the title author. So the, when you open up the first, the first section you're going to read is mine. Um, the book is called beyond success with Eric ranks. Um, and this, this, the story is really about, um, I've had a life of health struggles. Um, I've had leukemia, internal bleeding that took over three weeks to stop. And it took over two hospitals had to be transferred to another hospital. Couldn't stop internal bleeding with multiple blood transfusions or a ruptured esophagus, less than a fifty percent survival rate on that. Like I've had multiple times where I've been told laying in hospital bed, like, Hey, you might not make it. Um, And the book is about how going through my own personal life struggles, um, both physically and mentally drove me to the point in my life where I felt, and I was saved from God, our Lord, Jesus Christ. I was saved every time. Like, I could have died, he saved my life. So you think, well, if I've been tested multiple times and he keeps saving my life, there obviously is a higher purpose for me here. I just need to figure out what that is. And um, the nonprofit was started because I watched other people uh, in the veteran community suffering from PTSD. And I know, I I can't tell a single person I know what it's like as a veteran to suffer from the things they're suffering from but I can say, I understand what it's like to go through physical physical suffering and mental suffering. When you feel like, you, when you don't know if your life's, you're gonna make it the next day, and you have your family all around you on the bed wondering, like, hey, is he gonna make it through tonight? Like that also affects your mental. So it's not just physical pain I've been through, like it's mental as well. And so I can relate to a point. Can't say I understand exactly, but I can understand to a point. And so the book is about taking my own struggles, seeing other people, and that drove me to start a nonprofit. So the book is like why I got to the point where I was, where I wanted to do a nonprofit. And then it also goes through and teaches business and life principles that I learned along many years of running uh, my own business and what has worked and what hasn't worked. So it's a combination of both of those um, it's a very um, motivational and teaching type book. Um, I actually, so it's all, I got bug that's on me, sorry. Um, I, I've already uploaded the book non-published to Amazon. I ordered my author copy actually um, earlier this week. So I plan to actually be um, actually going live with the book um, in the coming weeks. And you'll see me uh, breadcrumb is actually the, the correct word. You'll see me breadcrumb on social media, little hints, um, about the book. And also like people who wrote testimonials in the book and things like that. I'll slowly release little things. Um, and, uh, to build up to it, I plan on doing probably the first seven days when I go public, um, where you can download it, the ebook version for free. Um, because I want as many people to get out there and and get inspiration and make a difference. So one thing that I talk about in the book is what do I define as success? And in my mind, what I define as success is being able to help as many people in their life as possible to reach their highest potential. Like me, some people's success is money. My success isn't money. Um, hence the reason why I've never taken a dollar out of the nonprofit, like I'm not driven I have a comfortable lifestyle. That's not what I'm driven by. I'm driven by how can I help others? And, um, I do that through a nonprofit. I believe the book's going to do that, which is why I'm making it free for the first seven days. Amazon doesn't allow you to do it more than seven days. Um, It's actually an Amazon limit. So people are like, well, if you say you want to help people, why is it only seven days? That's actually an Amazon that that they will not let you do it longer than that. They want to make their money, um, for having you on their platform. Um, but that's what drives me is how can I help others? Um, you know, everything in my life is in a three order. Um, God, number one, family, number two, and my number three is how can I drive and make impact to as many lives as possible?
0: And I, and I have the same three. So normally at the end, I ask two questions, but because of you, I'm going to ask three. Okay. First question is how do we find you? How do we support your mission? How can we get the coffee? How can we get the liquor when it's available?
1: Absolutely. So you can go online to 22 salute.com and it's the numbers. So put in the number two, number two salute.com. Um, so that's the website. Cause there also is a spelled out 22, which is an apparel brand, which that apparel brand is not associated with us. So the numbers 22 uh, salute.com um, the coffee you can purchase. We ship that all over the country. Uh, the spirit brand online if you purchase online um we can ship to 35 or 36 states right now we can ship to um in the us um we're working on expanding it but as everybody knows every state has their own unique alcohol laws of what can be shipped to to your door and what can't but those 35 36 states we can ship right to your door um and then in the nevada market very shortly coming soon uh like we're talking. In September, so very shortly, um, you will be able to pick us up in uh, Kroger stores and uh, through the distributorship that we have partnered with, you'll also start seeing us in some other major retailers. Um, you'll probably pick us, be able to pick us up at some casinos in Nevada, um, a lot of different things are, are taking place right now. And then we're going to expand our footprint, the next state will either be Arizona or New Mexico, and we're just going to start expanding our footprint with um, Kroger. Um, and we're starting with spirits and then coffee will be coming uh, farther down the line, but we are already in those conversations to make that happen. Um, but definitely if you want to try it out, go online. Um, and the other website that I'm going to mention, hopefully it's okay. Um, yep. if you want to check out the nonprofit is the veterans with an S because it's, it's them that we're helping. So it's personal, the VeteransConnection.org, Um, and you can check out the nonprofit there.
0: Okay, so second question I have: um, We live in a crazy world. We still live in a COVID world, um, so we have a lot of. I had w- one of the Iron Chefs on last last year. His name is uh, Simon Majumdar. He was on um, Iron Chef and Bobby hey. that stuff. But he says in America we've lost over a hundred thousand restaurants since COVID started. So we got a lot of people that are driving Uber, DoorDash, you know, just to put food on the table. And because we live in such a crazy world, our attention span is like that much. So if I ask somebody to do something in seven days, they're probably pretty much never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody that's watching our show right now to do something in the next 24 hours, they're more likely. So it's going to be a two-pronged question. First of all, if somebody is struggling with their mental health what can they do in the next 24 hours to get help? Now, the second part of that question is if somebody like they I believe that they say that if you don't feel close to God, you're the one that moved. So if somebody is struggling with their faith, what can they do in the next 24 hours to get closer to him and finally find some peace?
1: Perfect. So that, that is a two part question. So for the mental health piece, if you're struggling, um, Reach, reach out, reach out to somebody, and that can be a family, a friend. And if you're in a really bad place, um, you reach out to a hospital or reach out to a therapist. Um, we have suicide lines. Both there's a veteran crisis suicide line, and there's also a traditional suicide line. The country just approved. I believe it's rolled out in most of the country. Yeah. Um, a text number. I believe it's nine nine eight. I believe off the top of my head. But don't quote me on that number because I'm, I'm literally just trying to think off the top of my head. Um, but that becomes a really easy way as well. But if you Google the new text, uh, you know, uh, suicide line or crisis line, um, reach out to people. There's an organization across the country called Uni. It works with hospitals. You can reach out to Like There's a lot of different people. But the thing you can do within 24 hours is reach out. If you just keep yourself to yourself and you're just suffering in there, um, then you can, you're can you leaving it to your own mental state to, and the, the the advice that your, your, your mental state is giving you, which can play tricks on you. Um, and so reach out to somebody. You need that outside person that can help you. And if it's a family and friend and they themselves aren't certified to help you, at least they're not in that state and they can, can help you connect to who you need to. Um, on the other side, if you i think the only way to really get close closer to god in 24 hours is uh one of you can do one of two things or both um you can sit down and read some scriptures um and you can sit down and i i would say take the extra step to kneel when you pray um like you can pr- you don't have to always pray kneeling but when you do That's one step further of putting your commitment and your mind in God. Um, And so the most powerful is read and then pray. But uh, if you have to choose one or the other, they both are very powerful. I think if I had to choose one, I would choose prayer over the scripture only because you probably have things inside you need to get out and share in voice, which will help as well. And so those are the those are the things I would say
0: i love it and that's something i try to do before i go to bed at night i say my prayers and then when i wake up in the morning um, some of my friend john mccaskill he's a navy seal commander wrote a book called embrace the suck and he talks about meditation and gratitude so that's one thing i do when i wake up in the morning sometimes it's five minutes sometimes it's 15 minutes i just lay there and if my if my eyes open and, and i can see Um, I give thanks to God and I I try to think of three things I'm grateful for before I go to bed and then three things like I'm grateful for when I wake up in the morning so guys that might help you out a little bit too because one of my friend David Meltzer I don't know if you guys ever seen Jerry Maguire the movie was actually written about him and he was on the show and he says something he said to me he said gratitude and anger can't occupy the same space so try to live a little bit more gratitude. Eric, Brother, I'm so grateful for you, man. I'm truly humbled and I'm blessed to be able to call you a brother in Christ.
1: Absolutely. I, I'm honored as well. Um, this, this has been an amazing thing. It's, it's been great getting to know you over. God, I feel like it's two years now. Um,
0: through some... clubhouse. I think clubhouse is where we, we connected.
1: Yeah, it's well, and I, uh, I I was one of the early birds in clubhouse. I think I, I got on in December of when they Um, pre-launched. And so I I was an early bird of clubhouse. There was almost nobody in there. There was like, like, I don't think there was any rooms outside of everybody's a, everybody's a trillionaire or a billionaire. Like it literally was like no rooms. Now you can find anything on clubhouse. Yeah. Um, But it's a great Avenue. Uh, I mean, I'm not here to to promote Clubhouse, but it's a great avenue if you're trying to make like good connections and also build friendships. Like if you're in the business world, people think "Oh, I'm not gonna waste my time with Clubhouse, the people who don't understand the power of it. But when I got on Clubhouse, I had been doing business for years, using things like LinkedIn and things like that. As soon as I got on to Clubhouse, I made a partnership uh, with Grant Cardone to be able to offer some, bet, uh, some s- Cardone university through vets. Um, I made a partnership, uh, well not a partnership, but I got a sizable donation from John Legere, the former CEO of T-Mobile. I mean, I can go on and on of the connections I made through clubhouse. That would have never happened if I was just trying to continue using like LinkedIn and email and things like that. So clubhouse isn't a really powerful tool.
0: All right, guys. Like I said, I want to thank, once again, I want to thank Jose, Third Coffee Seguin. If you love coffee with a a mission and an eternal mission, check out the coffee, write coffee down below. Thank you, Ginger and David. If you guys like t-shirts, hats, koozies, keychains, and you own a business, you need to talk to Ginger and David. They, they, They do some amazing swag. And also, I want to say thanks, StreamYard. Thank you so much for letting the us go worldwide. So guys, make sure you check out my, my brother, Eric at 22, not right, writing it. It's actually 22 salute.com, salute.com and check them out. So guys, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for being a part of my journey and thank you for letting me be a part of yours. And like something my friend Oprah always says, and I always end with it. If you want to help yourself, help somebody else. All right guys. Eric, thank you so much, brother.
1: Can can I can I add my tagline before I sign off? So um you'll see it in my book, but everything I've every time I talk to somebody, my tagline, which is really I want people to do, is dream bigger, which will help you live better. So dream bigger, live better.
0: I love it. Guys, remember vertical momentum. The only way to go is butt up. I love you and I'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Be good, Eric.
1: Likewise.
0: Hey guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass kicking coffee, and, and it will it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you are interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives.